The following podcast is rated H for horny. It contains adult themes, sexually explicit content, and strong language. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You think it's just an arbitrary structure. A house is just a mortgage you can claim. But I know every knob and nook and feature. Scared your child, ruined your marriage, knows your name. You think the only creatures who have feelings are the creatures not made with beams and screws. But if you walk the staircase of a manor, you'll learn things you never knew you never knew. Have you ever heard the deep cry of a bungalow? Or ask the woodsy cabin why it moans? Can you speak the language only known to buildings? Can you heal the haunted past of your new home? You can buy a house and still All you'll own is brick until You can heal the haunted past of your new home Record deal, smell it coming. <laughs> and welcome back to the Pocahontas Podcast. <laughs> this I'm Danny. <laughs> this I'm Allie. <laughs> this I'm Lindsay. <laughs> uh, you guys are brutal. That tune, that- you know, as I read it back, like there was, <laughs> there wasn't anything specifically sexy about it, but it was so beautiful. <laughs> it was and true to the first chapter. Just. <laughs> You know, Pocahontas can see all the colors of the wind, and Pansy can understand all of the things happening with an old home. All the feelings coursing through the homes, through the beams of the home. It is like, it's actually like a very serious and sweet lyrics (laughs) this time. There's no, but there's no boning because no one's boned yet. Yeah. The bones of a home, you know, there's a joke there later. We could have done that. Boners, But anyway, that's also a clue to you guys that we are officially going whole hog on Disney songs. For season sex. Damn right. Correct. As Walt would have wanted. I, I'll describe yeah. season sex as Sorry, the Walt. kitchen sink season <laughs> where we have Disney music, predictions, redemption. We're right. really, we're not picking a lane and I love it. Yeah. Well, since Disney is actually cryogenically frozen, he's going to come back and hear us destroy. This is what will bring him back. Yeah, it will. Just he's like shot rolling up over out of in the, his tube. Out of the, <laughs> <laughs> no, it's just his head, I think. Spinning in his tube. Oh. <laughs> Is that a good segue for predictions? Yeah, we'll keep it short because what we realized is we (laughs) haven't received any predictions yet because we're going to post this the day after. So we're going to (laughs) figure out how to handle that next time. So I do have one prediction, and I think that this is more of like a whole story prediction. Thematic. Thematic prediction. I think that the thing that is going to save this home is going to be that this home is so sad and so lonely because it wants two people who are in love to inhabit it. And so I think Pansy and Ron are going to fall in love and that is what is going to unhaunt this home. That's my prediction. I like that. Okay. Well, that's a very sober prediction because that sounds right. (laughs) Well, I think whenever Ron does get on the scene, he's going to come and be like, a handyman without a shirt on and like a tool belt to like fix some of the house stuff 
That's what I think. And then they're going to get it on. It's sort of like I feel like that's what that's what Nicholas Sparks would do if he had this, is it'd be like the handyman guy, and she'd be like, I've got a past I can't talk about. And then he'd be like, I'll love you just the way you are. Uh, and then they have sex on the counter. I think they're going to have sex on the, <laughs> the staged Ughorn furniture. And she's like, wait. There's like, you know, the hammer loop in the carpenter jeans. She's like, where's your hammer? And he goes right here. And he unzips his pants. Danny, do you have anything? Um, Yeah, so I think she's going to get to the house. And it's not going to be haunted at all. It's actually going to be a really horny house elf that hasn't had a master and tricks Pansy into being his master. And then Ron's going to have to come and have sex with the house elf to free Pansy. That's what I think is going to happen. That's my. Think? That's how I thought this whole drunk predictions was going to be. Like, what's the craziest <laughs> shit that you could think? Yeah, could I just said that Ron came with the topless with a carpenter. Yeah, I did one. it. That one. Oh, I'm sorry, guys. I ruined it with love again. Allie, right, yeah. true love. Um, and also then, then she can set him free by giving her one of her thongs, the house elf. Yes, her white thong. Yeah, yeah. she has a white. Thong. Yeah. Pansy has a white thong. Oh, from uh, yeah. old Pansy. Gotcha, old Pansy. Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. Well, check out everybody else's Allie's predictions belly button, yeah. on our Instagram post from last week. It's and mostly then- going to be going on online. But okay, wait, one last thing. I feel like I want to mention that we have live watching right now our Patreon members, which we've officially decided to call Dumble Dong's Army. And then even more for short, the dongs. Just the dongs. Just, like, are you a dong or not? And so, and y'all want to be a dong <laughs> every week. They <laughs> get to old. they get to watch us live, like set up, shoot the shit, and they watch the whole intro live when it's happening, which is like last week. Do we give that away? Yeah, and time we, turners. Time, turners. and we've been rolling for like forty five minutes. Yeah, so, so they get to <laughs> they get to watch us practice songs. They get to ask us questions. We get to chat with them back. It's really Avoid really fun studying. Yeah, so it's a dong party, you know. Yeah, dongs uh, everywhere. Every, so <laughs> whip your dongs out, out. Check us out on dong. Oh no, patreon.com yeah. backslash Basically um, Don't go to dongs.com or do no, check out um, us out at dongsbeflying.com. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Dongslivinlarge.com. <laughs> okay. Dongs um, are the ultimate wands up. Yeah. Yeah. Speaking of wands up, one thing that is getting my wand up this week is a song submitted by one of our incredible Potterotics. <gasps> mm. Mm, um, the Victoria. voice of an angel. Um, so Victoria submitted the song as a celebration of season five. Yep. Correct, Ellie? Yeah. And it captures the whole season incredibly. And it's like the perfect song too, which I think is it's, is incredible. And so Victoria is the singer of Lily. Yeah. Famously known. Famously as known. That I have Lily. listened so to. So she's dropping her second single. <laughs> she's dropping her second single. Um, I feel like the music video—the music video comes out at midnight, just like Taylor Swift style. Right. Yeah, she's dropping a Spotify exclusive. <laughs> so we're gonna play a quick tease of that now, and then tune in at the end, and we'll play the, play whole, the whole thing. thing. Yeah, because you're gonna wanna listen to the whole thing. Bed, stay in bed. Hangover potion just now kicking in. Harry, it's okay. I'll change you back. You won't always be this way. Dana stroking it right, trying to stay composed so that he won't know. Yeah, sometime throughout the night, she was changing too. If only Harry knew. I know you're changing bodies. It's zero philia, but take it from. Holy shit, Victoria. That was <laughs> insane. So good. So strong. It has been on repeat yeah, in my house. <laughs> Gosh, 
guys. Lindsay said that 12, Allie was going to time turn and change her wedding song. So walk, she walked walk down, down the aisle, aisle to this. Yeah. I love that. It's so perfect. The like changing bodies. What a perfect share version. I want to know, Victoria, will you tell us in the Potterotics? I want to know like when that came to you. Like, did you hear that song on the radio and you're like, oh, that's sort of, or were you looking specifically for a yeah. season five song? Cause it's so perfect. But I'm curious when that struck you, you know? I mean, the, not only is it lyrically incredible, your voice is beautiful. It's and just so the song is beautiful. so funny. It just works so well with season five. So. <laughs> and you covered like every single plot twist and turn. Funny little in stupid just a thing few verses. that was Sticker in. So. Sticker acts. Sticker acts. Everything's in this song. It's perfect. <laughs> I love it. Stay tuned to the end of your whole thing. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Um, what else is on our, our uh, list before we dive into this story? So, speaking of diving back to the story, oh, again, yes. wanted to thank Teenage Hustler, AKA Jillian, because um, not only is the story going to be so much fun to read, but if you haven't read it yet, just know Jillian actually pulled it from AO3 so nobody could cheat and read ahead. Yeah. But, but not only that, but she did make a Potterotic version mm-hmm. explicitly. Exclusively. And explicit. An explicit version, essentially. So um, (laughs) if you think you know it, it's changed a bit. And if you don't know it, then this is a good reason to follow up because she helped us just, you know, get to the meat a little... We did the microwave version of cooking. So <laughs> we did. Um, I feel like I want to knight her as like head of the dongs for this week for doing that. Like we should have like a top dong, elder dong, the top dong, the elder dong. Yeah. every week that like was the best one. The top dong's good. Yeah, Sounds like top dog, top dong. Yeah, yeah. Top of the dong pile, Jillian. You're the top dong this week. <laughs> so. Which wait, maybe tied with Mackenzie for the Zach Braff me Photoshop. Which may, yeah, but yeah, that was incredible. It, it, Mackenzie's a dong, right? Yeah. Yeah. Top dong. Mackenzie's a dong. <laughs> so um, we got a lot. We got dongs flying all over the uh, place. But, just um, how I like it. So let's dive into the pensieve. What do we? Oh, right. What happened last week? Well, we basically learned that Pansy, like, is an orphan who doesn't really know where to go on holidays. Not an orphan, but just like doesn't have any close family left. Yeah. And she, so she's been ostracized from the wizarding world because of her family yes. legacy. And so she's she's having a tough time. It's the holiday season, and we're learning a little bit about her backstory. She, um, her role in the ministry is that she uh, understands the nuances of houses and can sense their emotions and understands. Uh, she can always like she can. She's solve. like she's almost like a therapist, or she's like a. Um, what's that thing when someone's a like uh, intuitive? A almost like yeah, an intuitive. That's what I'm yeah. looking for. She's intuitive. a house medium. Yeah, and, and so like it's, she, got she found her calling. A, she got put on a case, um, she, and she's working with Arthur Weasley. Arthur Weasley, uh, which you might know as Arthur Weasley. Arthur Weasley, <laughs> Danny, Danny. <laughs> That's right. It was <laughs> all over the place, you guys. I've been demoted now to to commenter this week. And That's not true. We're gonna you're gonna have to be pansy still. Oh well, perfect. I can do it. That I'm extra do. nasally. Great. Um, yeah, so they got put on a case, um, but she said that she she thinks she needs an R to help out because this seems like a pretty hard case for a house that's given them trouble. And yeah. she's it's, she's going to happen over the holidays, and so she's going there, and he's like, I'll send one. That's yeah. sort of how it ended, correct? Yeah. So let's find out. Let's find, find out. out. Is, there, is there a in. horny house elf, or is Yeah, is Ron, Ron going to show up topless? Who knows? We'll see. Or is it all about love? <laughs> <laughs> okay. Eyes down. Let's do it. Ron Weasley never turned down a bonus. No, he didn't. Uh, <laughs> I don't even know. 
He had been an Orr for years now, and his income was more than substantial for his standard of living, but the old habits of a poor child die hard. So when his father sent him a memo asking if he would work until possibly after Christmas for a bit of extra dosh, he said yes straight away. He said yes straight away and tore off his top. (laughs) (laughs) And put on his tool belt. Do Orr's need tool belts? (laughs) Perfect. Extra funds to donate to children in need. (laughs) Definitely not going to blow this on an ice cream truck. Definitely not at all. (laughs) Like Rupert Grint. (laughs) It would be a shame to miss Christmas, of course. He always looked forward to his family's annual celebrations, but he had to admit that some things about Christmases at the borough were annoying, like how Filch and Umbridge were screwing each other in the back using leather and whips. Ew, at the borough. (laughs) I'm just kidding. (laughs) How dare you? (laughs) Like how crowded the house became and how his mother had bloody Celestina Warback playing nonstop (laughs) and how he always ran into his little sister and his best mate shagging in the pantry or the coat cupboard or the garden shed, an incident that ruined any hopes he had of getting through life without ever seeing Harry's bare arse. Do you guys think Celestina Warbeck is like um, pentatonics? Like there, like how it's like you hear them constantly. Like Josh Groban. Michael Buble. Buble. (laughs) Good to know in this universe, Harry and Ginny are going strong. Yeah. Like bunnies everywhere apparently all over the house. Use that invisibility cloak, Harry. Guys. got it. Considering all of that, Ron figured it might be nice to spend one year away. And so it was that he was standing in the entrance hall of an enormous manor later that evening. Uh, <gasps> it's happening. <sighs> <laughs> Topless and ready. <laughs> Swinging around his hammer on his finger. <laughs> Hello? He called out, closing the ornate front door behind him. His colleague for the week was supposed to already be there. <laughs> Danny, this is your big debut. In the kitchen, <laughs> replied a female voice. Ron followed the sound to a large room that at first looked warm and inviting. When Ron laid eyes on the owner of the female voice, however, all thoughts of warmth and invite flew out the window. For perhaps three seconds, the two of them just stared at each other. Then they spoke in perfect unison. Oh, oh hell, hell no. no. <laughs> Pansy was convinced that she was in a nightmare. It was the only plausible explanation for why Ron Weasley was standing in front of her right now. She was well aware that her boss's least appealing prodigy was an Auror. It was hard to miss these things when the Daily Prophet reported on every move Harry Potter and his accomplices made. Thanks to some of the most insufferable exclusives in the paper's history, Pansy (laughs) knew that Ron Weasley went into Aura training straight after the Battle of Hogwarts, that he dated Hermione Granger for two years before Granger presumably realized that Weasley had no desirable qualities and dumped his sorry arse. And that he thought becoming an uncle to Harry Potter's children was the best thing to ever happen to him. Words that could only come from a man who had never been on the receiving end of a decent blowjob. Whoa, 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 whoa. whoa. Wait, also, so Harry has kids? Harry and Ginny have kids? And they're still boning like rabbits. Wow. Let's unpack a couple things yeah, here. Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. First wow. of all, Pansy's like, I don't care about you, but literally knows every detail about it. Oh, exactly. <laughs> he thinks the lady doth protest too much. Right. Um, two, does Pansy believe that she gives better blowjobs than becoming an uncle? Than the, than the Wait, gift of life. Like a blowjob trumps. <laughs> because birth. I'm an uncle and that is a lovely gift. Right, right. Also, I feel like Pansy is so invested in Ron's life. She's not just like looking at his Instagram, she's looking at his like tagged photos. Right. Like, oh, yeah. Thirsty. The comments. Right. The photos. Gosh, and I wonder what happened to Hermione and Ron. Only two years they did. Well, we have also have to remember that this can still be a Ron Demption story. This is just in. Pansy's mind, like her take on Ron sucking. Probably Correct. Hermione's off with Draco. I mean, a secret. Honestly, probably. Bonefest. 
Look, anybody can break up. We learned this week. Oh, can't talk about it. I love them. I love them. (laughs) The only thing about Weasley she didn't know was what in Merlin's name he was doing here. What in Merlin's name are you doing here, Weasley? (laughs) She therefore felt justified in asking. Uh, Weasley's frown deepened. I'm here for the Harrison estate case. If I had known the ministry's bitch incarnate was handling (gasps) it, I wouldn't have volunteered. Pansy rolled her eyes. Why didn't you check who was on the case? What kind of idiot doesn't check? I didn't check. Weasley (laughs) said, confirmation. Uh, Me. (laughs) Me. I don't check. I didn't check. (laughs) I didn't check, Weasley said, his cheeks reddening, because I thought there was no way they would let you go on an away mission. I'd have thought they'd keep you chained to a ministry desk after everything your father did during the war. Ouchie. Ouch. He's loyal. Pansy blinked in surprise. Lazy insults were one thing, but that was below the belt. Did someone say tool belt? (laughs) (laughs) Yep. (laughs) Waiting for his big debut. Wow, Weasley. I thought you lot were supposed to be the ones fighting prejudice. Yet you're saying I should be punished for crimes my father committed? I can see why our world idolizes you now, because I figured it couldn't be for your looks or personality. Whoa, shots fired. You know what? Weasley (laughs) snarled, turning around. Fuck this. Whoa. I'm leaving. Good. Pansy yelled, following him into the hallway. When you get back to the ministry, tell your boss to send someone with more brain power or perhaps a smidgen more decorum, like a blast-ended screw <gasps> or a flobberworm. Eat shit, Parkinson, Weasley yelled back. I hear this house could be dangerous. I bloody well hope it is, and that it eats you while you sleep. Or better yet, that it eats you while you're awake. Then I can fall asleep to the memories of your dying screams. How will you have memories of my dying screams if you're about to leave? Oh, burn! Dang. <laughs> Man, my dad can beat up your dad. <laughs> By now they had reached the front door and Weasley threw Pansy what she assumed was the ugliest look he could muster. And it was breathtakingly ugly. Although Pansy felt that about all of the Weasley's facial expressions. He wrestled with the handle. What the fuck? He said. The door is locked, dimwit. <laughs> How though? Weasley asked, apparently so baffled that he could not even remember to swear. I didn't lock it when I came in. Uh-oh. Well, you must have... Pansy pulled her key out of her pocket, elbowed Weasley out of the way, and inserted it into the lock. Oh, inserted into mm, the lock. Inserted, mm. Daddy. She sorry. then tried to turn. Sorry. <laughs> she then tried to turn it, but it would not move. That's weird. She turned to Weasley. <laughs> mm, try your key. You know how keys work, right? <laughs> so I walked in. My favorite thing about your Pansy impression is that it's so good. Like you're, you just did like. Mm. Try your key. Like you add these like small like mm, like pauses and stuff. They're just like you've made her your own. Oh, she's so lovely. Mm, try your Merlin, give me strength. He muttered, but did as she requested. When three tries with his key also proved unsuccessful, her confusion gave way to a sudden horrifying thought. Your your Ron voice is very like Dumbledore towards the end. Merlin, give me strength. <laughs> you just did like the most somber, oh, low. Merlin, oh. no pansy. Arthur Weasley. Without another word, she turned and strode back toward the kitchen. Hey, Weasley yelled. Come back. Help me get this damn thing open. That's what I'm trying to do, damn shit. Pansy pulled the case file out of her bag and found the pain she needed. Two days.
<laughs> do it. It's perfect. Please do it that oh way again. Oh Please God. do it that way again. <laughs> <laughs> she muttered as she, as she skimmed red. Nothing worked. 36 hours, blame you. Five days unlocked. Fuck. <laughs> Pansy looked up and saw that Weasley had joined her. What? He asked. Pansy sighed, running a hand through her long, dark hair. The house has locked us in. Weasley blinked. The house is what? Locked us in. It's done it before. Pansy ran her (laughs) finger down the incident report summary. In all of these cases, a door locked itself, and no key or spell could unlock it. But after some time, the door unlocked on its own. Own. When the occupants fell in love. I'm becoming a Muppet, you guys. Yeah. <laughs> you are. You are. On its own? Weasley repeated slowly. How long did it take for the doors to unlock? In fairies. Once it has two days. Another time it was 36 hours. The longest I can see her is two weeks. What? Weasley's face started to turn red again. So I could be stuck in this house with you for two weeks? We're going to be here for New Year's? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man, I always have a sweet celebration I always go to. (laughs) Damn. Possibly. Pansy said, closing the file. We're stuck here for now, any rate, which means you'll have to help me do my job after all. That's just bloody brilliant. Weasley pinched the bridge of his nose. What exactly is your job? To make you feel bad about yourself. No, no. (laughs) I'll try to explain. Pansy answered. But it's tricky, especially when I have to use small words. Weasley groaned. I really, really fucking hate you, Parkinson. Pansy explained the basics of what she did to Weasley in layman's terms. He listened, silent apart from the occasional right or "Uh uh-huh. His expression remained sulky, but at least he seemed to understand the case without difficulty. (laughs) Or ha-ha. Ahoy! Egad! America! You know when you're eating a taco and you're like, hmm, where did this taco come from and why does it taste like that? That's like what I do, but with houses. <laughs> you get oh, it. Oh, yeah. yeah. Okay. Tacos. Thanks for putting it in terms I understand. Can you have ice cream with tacos? <laughs> I got an ice cream truck out back. That is not the point, Mr. Weasley. <laughs> Guys, so Ron Demption. Ron Demption. Oh, sorry. Sorry. At least I'm not doing my Ron voice from Quickie. I know. I appreciate it. Too. It means a lot to me. Oh, no, I want to do it. He still has like his own, I mean, he is a, a person with character traits. Yeah. And this is, this is Pansy's story, so this is... POV, pansies. O-V. POV. <laughs> Pansy <Pansies> OV. <laughs> so while I'm doing my job, she finished. Your job is to keep me safe. Weasley sighed, but nodded. And wet. <laughs> <sighs> Fine. I don't have to protect you while you're sleeping or eating, do I? Ugh, no, just when I'm working. Pansy checked her watch. I plan to start at 9 a.m. tomorrow. Okay, Weasley said, standing up. I'm going to find a bedroom and stay in it until tomorrow morning. Great. Pansy said. If you go up the big staircase and turn left, my room is the last door on the right. So do me a favor, turn right at the top of the stairs and take the room as far away from mine as possible. It will still be too close. Agreed. Weasley strode out of the kitchen and Pansy let out a long sigh. There were a few things she could say she disliked more than Monday morning meetings, but being trapped in a house with Ron Weasley was definitely one of them. It's number two on the list. <laughs> Tuesday, five days until Christmas. Also, what time is it? Because, like, did they have a whole day? And she's like, I'm, I'm start going to start tomorrow. I know. I, it must have gotten there at night. It must have been a night job. It's a travel day, and I'm just going to the gym at the Westin. <laughs> I'm clocking <laughs> my hours. I don't, I don't bill my time in the flu network. <laughs> all those frequent fluor miles. Doesn't need to. Pansy's alarm blared to life at 7 a.m., rousing her from a noteworthy slumber. 
The bedroom she had chosen looked like something out of a posh muggle hotel. It came complete with a king-size bed, brick fireplace, thick curtains, plush carpeting, and its own ensuite. So nothing happened to her in the middle of the night? No spooky stuff? We don't know that yet. Well, it said a noteworthy slumber. Oh, yeah. oh but maybe some noteworthy for bad reasons. Yeah. The room's functionality was a different story. It was bone-chillingly cold. Mm. The pillows were hard and the mattress was so lumpy that she might as well have slept on a pile of rocks. After hours of tossing and turning, she eventually managed to fall asleep at around 1 a.m. Pansy extended an arm and slapped her alarm clock into silence. Her first drowsy thought was that it was a cruel, cruel world that insisted she leave the warm comfort of the bed. Wait. All of the drowsiness left her at record speed as the thought sunk in. Warm? Comfort? She opened her eyes and pressed on the mattress. In complete contrast to the night before, the mattress was now smooth, supportive, and just bouncy enough. The pillow, she noticed, had turned soft and fluffy, and the room was about 30 degrees warmer than the freezing cellar she had fallen asleep in. Pansy had noticed one other change. Snoring. <gasps> oh, coming, <gasps> coming from somewhere to her right. Pansy looked over. She was not alone. It's the house elf. <gasps> oh my gosh. What the hell? grabbing her pillow and unleashing her full fury on her unexpected bedfellow. Ow, gruff! Weasley woke up at once, throwing his long arms over his head to block Pansy's attacks. Why are you here? Why am I here? Pansy screeched. This is my room. You came in. No, I didn't. Weasley scooted away from the still flailing pillow as quickly as he could, falling out of bed in the process. Why in the name of Merlin's hairy ball sack would I do that? (laughs) Taking Merlin's name in vain. Oh, Gonna have some upset wizards on that one. I don't know, to cop a feel. Weasley straightened up, folded his arms, and glared at Pansy with a not inconsiderable amount of loathing. Even if I were the sort of bloke who got into girls' beds while they sleep, which I am not, because that is fucking disgusting, I would not get into yours. You're not my type. For that, I am profoundly grateful. Pansy considered throwing the pillow at Weasley's ugly face, but decided that that would be a waste of energy. She instead put the pillow down, took a deep breath, and pushed through her annoyance to think about what he had said. So, if you didn't move yourself here... The house must have moved me, Weasley said, finishing Pansy's thought. You said it does that sometimes. So if you didn't finish all the ice cream in the refrigerator, (laughs) the house must have thrown it out. The house did it. Pansy nodded. It does, but there would normally be some motivation behind it. (laughs) <laughs> Who is she? Who is she? Oh, dear. <laughs> I love that. I love I that. I feel like she's like a new, uh, like a real estate agent does. that came in. <laughs> it does. But well, there's something you should know about this house. Honestly, and I was just telling Ronnie, this is not okay. The house is not okay. It's not okay. <laughs> long, long drag out of her cigarettes. <laughs> She climbed out of bed and strode over to her wardrobe. (laughs) Weasley, meet me in the library at nine. I have some reading to do. All right, he said, looking confused as he headed toward the door. Oh, and by the way... Pansy added, making him pause. I hope the rest of your wardrobe is less ridiculous than those PJs. Weasley looked down at his bright orange Chudley Cannon's pajamas before fixing Pansy with a look of annoyance. My mother got me these. Right, sorry, that makes them much cooler. Weasley stormed off without another word. So, like, I mean, they've cool. they slept together, you guys. Oh, that's so hot. A lot of people sleep naked. So yeah. that could have been way worse than his Chudley Cannon PJs. I wonder what she had on. What do you I think know. she was wearing? She's I feel like, like she would wear, like, a negligee. Yeah, she'd have With cute, the robe. Like, fancy pajamas, yeah. you know? Yeah. And, with like, slippers s- with, like, fur. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
I'm like kitten, um, kitten heel slippers. Yeah, <laughs> definitely you know? kitten like, heel. Yeah. Okay. Do, 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 do. The Harrison Memoirs, Volume Twenty Three. John Harrison. <gasps> cool. John Harrison attended Hogwarts from 1883 through 1889. He played beater for the Gryffindor Quidditch team from his third year to his sixth year before quitting to concentrate on his newts. At least he said it was to concentrate on his newts, but in reality, he wanted to spend his free time with his girlfriend, Barbara. Underneath the Quidditch bleachers, studying for his newts. John and Barbara married straight out of Hogwarts on the grounds of Harrison Estate, one evening soon after their wedding, the young couple were enjoying a stroll in the grounds when John suggested that they turn Harrison Estate into a public house, stating that a house like this is happiest when there are a lot of people living in it. Mm. Barbara loved the idea, and the couple spent the remaining eight decades of their lives running the estate and taking care of the people within it. John was notorious for his tendency to use difficult charms to bring residents closer together. Among his favorites were the discomfort charm, where sofas, beds, and other furniture items became very uncomfortable until two or more people used them. The amplification charm, where sounds coming from one room could be heard by people as far away as the opposite end of the house. And the teleportation charm, where people would be sent from one room to another. Oh my gosh, cool. The gossip charm, where two people who are just minding their own business could gossip about <laughs> until they're forced to mate out in <laughs> camp. Tradition. <laughs> John had an uncanny ability to notice when people would connect, whether that be through friendship, romance, or purely amorous activities. And he liked to try and bring people together, sometimes using questionable methods, like a ball gag and a <laughs> blindfold and handcuffs. <laughs> they bring them together. That's sweet. Barbara often scolded him for locking two or more people in a room and using spying charms of his own creation to see what they would do in there. All right. Took a creepy okay. turn. Okay. All right. A peeping John. <laughs> but Barbara, he protested on more than one occasion, I think they're about to kiss. As dubious as John's actions might sometimes have been, it is believed that his efforts resulted in at least 200 marriages what? and well over a thousand lifelong friendships. He's like the millionaire matchmaker, oh. the, the magical manor matchmaker. Oh. Oh, that'd be fun. That'd be yeah. great. I was going to say millionaire and manners. They're like the magical, magical manor, manor matchmaker. matchmaker. Oh. It's beautiful. Ron had entered the library at 9 a.m. secretly dreading what Parkinson might make him do. As it turned out, she just needed him to stay in the room while she read, in case the house tried any funny business on her. Hmm. Other than that, he could do whatever he wanted. I know we're doing the Ron Demption. However, like once again, Ron's only job is to not read while he's in the same room as somebody else. <laughs> I know. Like, come on. Uh, but he's good at it. He's good at, he's not, good at not reading. Not reading. He's great at it. And he's the best, actually. <laughs> I think he's the best we've read about not reading. Not so reading, far. Yeah, yeah, for sure. It's great. Guys? Sounds like a Ron Demption to me. I don't appreciate it. <laughs> By the time Parkinson found him lounging in the sizable Quidditch section with a book in his lap, it was almost time for dinner. Okay, well, son of a gun, he only had one job, which was not to read, and he's already reading. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, shit. Oh, shit. Guess what? She said. What? Ron asked, assuming from the look on Parkinson's face that he was not going to like her answer. This house. She answered, gesturing outward. Wants us to be friends. It took a moment for Ron's brain to absorb that unexpected piece of information. Seriously? Seriously. Parkinson told him about John Harrison, his talent in noticing potential friendships and romances, and his cheeky matchmaking charm work. So? She ended. Considering what happened to you this morning, I think the house has absorbed the ability to cast some of John Harrison's favorite spells. And since cool. Harrison casted those spells to bring people closer together, it is fair to assume that the house wants us to be friends. Ron huffed. Well, if that's the case, the house has not absorbed old Johnny's friendship sense, has it? Because it <laughs> wouldn't be trying to make us friends if it had. 
Indeed not. That is actually a clever observation. Redemption. It's been known to happen. Ron slotted his book back on the shelf and stood up. So, what do we do? It's not like we're going to actually become friends. Obviously. But we might be able to er, appease the house, as it were, if we act like we're friends. Ron raised his eyebrows. How would we do that? You By know. braiding each other's hair and <laughs> montage. And they're like, ding, 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 painting down. like, ooh, pillow Wake fight. Wake me like, up before yeah, exactly. you go, go. <laughs> Ends in a gasoline fight. Fireless. <laughs> you know, sit next to each other while we're eating. Stay in the same room after dinner. Things we did with our meats at Hogwarts. Jump into a bobsled together. (laughs) Friends stuff. You know. I don't know. Try to kill all the mudbloods or muggleborns. I don't know. How can I put this? Hunt for horcruxes. Like fun stuff. stuff. Like the stuff we did when we were at Hogwarts. (laughs) Ron scrubbed at the back of his neck. Okay, but could I sleep in the room next to yours maybe? I would really rather not share with you. Ugh. Yes. Fair point. Parkinson drubbed two fingers against her chin and thought. If I lived with a friend, we'd stay in adjacent rooms. So yes, I think it should be fun. (laughs) She's like someone with no friends trying to be like, I think friends high five. (laughs) Ron nodded. I'll move my stuff after dinner. Try as she might, Pansy could not get to sleep. Her bedroom was as inhospitable as it had been the night before. The bitter cold permeated her duvet, while the hard pillows and lumpy mattress were about as relaxing as an avalanche. There was a knock on the door. Yes. (laughs) She called, sitting up and turning on her bedside lamp. Weasley's pajamas, she swore, were even more orange than they had been that morning. Aww. Any brighter, and they would be emitting their very own light. Is your room like a freezer, too? Weasley asked. Pansy sighed. Yeah, you might as well come in. <laughs> Within seconds of Weasley entering the room, the temperature rose, the oh pillow softened, and the mattress smoothed itself out. Cool. Weasley raised an eyebrow at her, and she gestured toward the other side of the bed. So, he said, sliding under the covers, I guess <laughs> I can't fart under the mattress. <laughs> <laughs> My first and favorite tweet was the first one I saw was Tina Fey's, and it was, uh, I Dutch oven you, hysterical. You Dutch oven me, I vomit in the bed. Yeah. <laughs> That's one part while somebody's not the bed. Oh, I know. <laughs> oh, I know. <laughs> the queen of Dutch ovens over here. Oh, guys, I don't like fart jokes. <laughs> Let's lay on a couple more. Yeah. <laughs> so, 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 no. so he said, sliding under the covers, I guess the house... Wants us to share a room then. It would appear so. Pansy huffed. She extinguished (laughs) her lamp and the two of them settled into sleeping positions, taking care to stay as far away from each other as possible. Just do me a favor, Weaselbee. Pansy eventually whispered. Oh, I'll do that again. Just do me a favor, (laughs) Weaselbee. Pansy eventually whispered. What? Try not to jerk off while you're in here. (gasps) So, So assumptive. Weasley let out an irritated snort. I can't even tell if you're joking or not. Do you think I was raised in a barn? Pansy bit back a chuckle. Admittedly, no, but that was what we all used to say about you in my common room. Ah, You Slytherins are such bellins. Well, I wasn't. For one thing, there's usually enough room to swing a cat in a barn. <laughs> this time, Pansy's <sighs> chuckle came out before she could stop it. <laughs> End the chapter. End. Oh, oh my gosh, she's warming up. She's warming up. Woo! The room's warming up. I know. It's getting hot in here, so take off all your clothes. The other song. Oh, the other one. Oh. When the episode ends, check your underpants. Are you ones up or down? And forced to sleep in a bed with your nemesis. <laughs> <laughs>
Guys, that was so cool. Okay, you start. Wands up or down? Oh my gosh, my wand is way up. I love that they are, first of all, I love just the idea that there are charms in the house that force people together who are potential love matches. Uh, that the house has absorbed the charms a, from the It's from amazing. John that, he, that he, there was so yeah. much life and love in that home that the house, yeah, like the legacy lives on, which is really cool. Um, I love that they woke up in the same bed together and- like He got straight up moved. Cool. And I also like that they have quickly kind of co-signed on the idea that, okay, we're going to have to force a friendship. And he showed up at the door and she let him in and then she laughed. The ice princess is cracking. She laughed. It seems like they need to address the issues though, right? They need to like put it on the table. Like she sort of did it, right? It's not my, it's not me. It was my dad. Yeah. Although she wasn't a saint. She was a a real. Horrible human. Yeah. So are you up? You? Oh, my one's up. Yeah. Yeah, I love the magic in this. I love where it's heading. I can't wait to – I feel like we have so much more to explore as well because there's going to be all this stuff we're going to keep uncovering about the house that they're going to keep having to like dodge and outthink. I hope they go back and read it, like continue to read some more letters from John Harris. Like, oh, I wonder if there's like some will. good – Yeah, like some good insights Because we're going to like tidbits. keep – Yeah, feeling like what happened. So my one is up for sure. And I'm getting like when she was – when his job was just to like – protect her and make sure everything was going well when she was reading. I got really like bodyguard vibes. <gasps> when yeah. a man loves a woman. So like that's good. When that's, a house loves a couple. Because like the house yeah. loves them. Oh, he loves them. But like, you know, they're forced to hang out and he's like eventually going to have to like save her life and risk himself and she's going to realize she loves him. Uh, uh, <laughs> this is a really good story so far. I'm like, I'm into it. I'm feeling it. You so know, really like, when the house, you know, the, this house is like all about like coupling people up, but like, you know, if it absorbed like Hermione's skills of like know-it-allism, you know, you'd yeah. be like, you'd be like snoozing and be like, oh, I don't need to be up for 30 minutes. The house will like kick you out of bed. Yeah, like, like, no, nope. you don't. You got to get up now. <laughs> yeah. You have to do it for your like, new. It's oh, we're in the library. Fucking Hermione's like, house. Yeah. An overachieving house. No, thank you. <laughs> or if you're like. <laughs> Just you're on vacation. But it also, this, he has, he has dubious like ideas, this John Harrison, because he wants people together, not just for love, though, because if he had people, like, being able to hear each other, that's sort of aggravating, but, like, that's them closer, just audibly, but not, like, in love, you know? There's well, he said that he could tell if who needed to, who be, brought needed to be brought together, whether it's friendship, love, or sex. So I guess that's basically, like, you can't ignore that person, so go towards them. Maybe that's yeah. not dubious. That's just, like... And I want to think that, like, Every one of us has been at a bar watching our friends like flirt with someone and you kind of like are creeping and watching them like make out or kiss. You're like, oh my God. They're, they're, like, That's like the equivalent other. of sending drinks over for those two. Yeah. Like, setting it up. Yeah. So, you know, I think it was well-intentioned. A little this dubious, like, but It's well-intentioned. like Smart House, except if the Smart House was horny and not crazy and miswired. Yeah. But what about <laughs> exactly. what about Peewee's Playhouse? I never watched that, but the, isn't that house sort of alive? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Very similar. The genie and what? There was no. the couch. Cherry. Was it Cherry. Yeah. I think the couch's name is Cherry. That would make sense. Yeah. Okay, well, post your um, drunk predictions. Yes, for next time. There's so many. Yeah, like, because there's so many wild things now that you can think would happen that, like, the house has absorbed. So go crazy. We want to hear it. And tune in to the end of this episode. Tune in right now for um, the rest (laughs) of Changing Bodies from Victoria. Okay. Bye. Bye. See ya. Hey, guys. This is Victoria. I am back for a song for season five. It is going to be to the tune of Talking Body by Tove Lo, except it's going to be called Changing Bodies. Hope you like it. 
stay in bed Hangover potion just now kicking in Harry, it's okay I'll change you back, you won't always be this way Dana stroking it right Trying to stay composed so that he won't know Sometime throughout the night She was changing too If only Harry knew I know you're changing bodies It's xerophilia but take it from me It won't be too bad for you Let me fuck you now Don't wonder how it all works right now Now that we're changing bodies You've got a blindfold on cause I can't let you see I really have a dong, I can let you know I'm really Draco, oh, oh, oh Letters back and forth Harry is the worst pen pal for sure Hermione steps in It's super weird and doesn't do a thing Draco needs something signed He doesn't send a note Cause he wants to go Yeah, Hermione isn't surprised When he shows up there Just to make it clear I know you're changing bodies And I've been lying to you But let me touch you please And I'll clear things up for you Let me fuck you now I'll show you how It all works right now now Draco's back at work And Sycorax and Azkaban and Harry comes in And confesses his love for him I thought I'd let you know I don't care you're Draco I wanna feel you close Thank you so much. That was all I've got. I hope you enjoyed it and have a great day. Bye. For more erotic goodness, follow us on Facebook or Instagram at Poderotica Podcast, or join our private Facebook group, The Poderotics. For updates, merch, or to submit a story, visit us at PoderoticaPodcast.com. And if you like what you're listening to, make sure you're subscribed, and if you're extra horny, leave a review. But only if it's nice. Ten points for nice reviews.